0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Empire and podcast. 10. Yeah, that's that. Josh is holding up how many fingers that is. That's that's this meant No, I gotta get it on camera. <laughs> Th- I, my hands don't fit. It's that many. 10. Uh,
1: I, I gotta do it now because um, next week, when we do episode number 11, you guys are screwed because I can't show you it anymore. <laughs> So that's it. That's the last time I can do it. Basically, is that, that was it. We just uh, we we blast we blasted the load. It's all done now. All done.
0: Don't like I don't like that reference. <laughs> anyway. No. No.
1: Oh, I did. Did that seem too perverted? I guess mean, that's one hundred percent how I meant it.
0: <laughs> ah, all right. I have not had enough alcohol for that and. I, I episode
1: ten in the house.
0: <laughs> That's this many. <laughs> if
1: and if people are wondering too, they're saying, Oh my god, they couldn't have possibly taped those episodes back to back. I just watched episode number nine And they're both and wearing Josh the same and clothes. Dorf are in the same clothes. Don't those guys ever do laundry? But no, it, we really did just we, tape them we, back to about back,
0: twenty minutes apart. Uh, ironically, I folded some laundry in between. <laughs> do you, know, do you know what's kind of funny, Dorf? In my
1: one of my first podcasting gigs for uh, Twin Galaxies show, yeah, I, we used to we used to tape like you know three or four at a time, and they would make us bring different outfits. You know, they would say, "Oh, you know, make sure you bring uh, you know different clothes and different
0: this, and try to make your hair look a little different." Like otherwise, people will know that. You, we tape these we shows tape a all month's one day. worth we made, we tape a month's worth all at once
1: <laughs> and even then my opinion was always like so <laughs> So we taped a bunch of shows and what did? So what? <laughs> why, well, why?
0: Like anyone cares?
1: Like someone sitting at home like, like that's it. I'm done with these podcasters. This they duct tape production. Day.
0: This duct tape production wasn't unprofessional enough for me. I mean, just the lack of change of clothes. <laughs> that that's just the that's the final straw.
1: Uh, right. Right. That's like. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, if if Josh isn't wearing a Green Day shirt and one and a Weezer shirt in the other then it just th-
0: this is fake. This is fake. This <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not uh, Craig Sager or Don Cherry here. We don't have to have a different exotic suit every time we're on television. No. Um definitely not. But if I'm wearing these clothes next time, it will be by it's... mistake.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just because I don't do laundry enough or, or I don't have enough articles of clothing. So yeah.
0: Anyway, tonight's topic, as <laughs> you can see on your screen, if you're watching in video form or if not, if you're in audio only form, we're about to tell you, is, uh, is social media regulation or regulation of the social media industry necessary? I'm specifically speaking in the United States um if you've listened to us or any of our podcasts that we've been on together before or any any of our previous episodes you will know that um we will probably be different on this um josh is i'm I'm assuming very much team no we did not talk about this in advance i am team yes was very specific limitations I'm going to introduce it so within the existing regulatory apparatus I mean I think you've heard you know section 230 immunity section 230 immunity tossed around a lot especially recently online because Cheeto Hitler uh, brought it up Um, you know welcome welcome to 2015 Donald we've been talking about this on the internet since then. What's the internet <laughs> the them it's a series of tubes <laughs> <laughs> some of you were too young to get that reference um, anyway section two thirty immunity the way it's been described to me and i am this is I am not a legal expert let's put it that way is a specific carve out was made for telecommunications companies so that they could not be named in civil lawsuits or, or not be criminally responsible for content hosted on their site if it's posted by users and not employees. So, you know, for instance, if I if on my Facebook page I slander you, Josh, you couldn't sue you can sue me for slander. You'll lose because our slander laws are, are as such. Um, mm-hmm. but you couldn't name Facebook as a party in that suit because they hosted it. Uh, out is, is it
1: slander, not libel?
0: Either one. I mean, I could be doing it on video; it'd be spoken. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you know, Fair slander, enough. slander, libel, lie about me, defame, um, cause harm to my reputation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, or just, I mean, or, slander or just be and libel.
1: Dick. Yeah, slander and libel is like the um, is like the square rectangle of the uh, you know legal world uh, you know libel is always slander. Slander is not always libel.
0: True. I guess. Yeah. Like so. Alright. I will be more correct and say, Josh, I have slandered you on Facebook. You can sue me but you can't sue Facebook, even though it was posted on their platform. That is section 230 immunity in a nutshell. Part of the agreement is within that section 230 immunity is that you're not a publisher. So a publisher has editorial control. They can choose what are, you know they have editorial standards they will choose what they choose not to or to what to publish because publishers do not have section 230 immunity they're responsible for what's posted printed spoken on their platform in the current scenario social media companies such as Facebook YouTube Twitter Instagram etc are kind of having it both you know having their cake and eating it too, having it both ways they are allowed to censor people having editorial control because it's a private company it can do what it wants Mm -hmm. but at the same time they still maintain that immunity of being a platform whereas you know people are it's now being brought more to the mainstream forefront like i said welcome to 2015 everybody um (laughs) 2015 on the internet it's it's nice of you to join us The administration is potentially going to examine trying to go after Section 230 immunity specifically for social media uh, because the powers that be advertise themselves as an open platform for everybody to use, monopolize the modern public square of political discourse, and are now banning one side of the aisle outside of a very small Overton window which happens to be quite a bit left of center if that mm-hmm. makes sense so in a way to strike back within the current regulatory apparatus um, the Trump administration was potentially wanting to go after companies under that under that guys because you know meme smiths like carpe donctum and other political allies i mean hell you're about to have somebody elected to congress out of florida um that has been politically bad you know was a political banning by twitter a couple years ago that being laura loomer uh she's about to knock off an incumbent democrat uh if polling is to be believed which
1: I, it's, I, not I, it's not it's not but
0: <laughs> potentially uh, you could have, yeah. You could have a millennial that changed herself to Google headquarters in Congress because she got, or uh, t- was it, tw- it was Twitter HQ because she got banned from Twitter. She went to their headquarters and chained herself to the front door. Yeah, we got one of those. <laughs> you thought AOC was wacky? <laughs>
1: yeah, exciting.
0: You've got right wing AOC about to win a seat in Florida. Um, anywho. So, my argument is, I don't think companies such as Facebook or Twitter, in the utility aspect that they have developed, I would argue that they should be regulated as a utility over a certain user, average user, monthly user threshold, um, sat rather low, by the way. So, even a, a, a new sites like Gab or Parlor fall under this, that... Um, if you were going to host and take user submissions, uh, you're gonna have to play, you know, the rules of the game as a platform. And if you choose editorial control, uh, your users and the government on their behalf potentially can come after you for it. Um, or you just say, you know what? If it's legal, it can stay. Either way, I'm happy with. Um, you just, I just am done with the having cake and eating it too. And so. Josh, go ahead and if you would explain uh, your side.
1: Of Dorf, it. I, you know, Dorf, I know you're dying for me to big time disagree with you here, and I do not disagree with you maybe as much as you think, or at least in the same in the same ways as you think. Um, you know, to me, I, I do think that yeah, there's a balance here. Um, now. In the classic sense, you say, hey, they're a private organization. They can do what they want. They can ban who they want. It isn't regulating freedom of speech for them to regulate freedom of speech, right? For them to say we're regulating freedom of speech isn't a violation of freedom of speech because they're a private company and they can do what they want. It's their website. It's their party. They can drive if they want to. That's simple, right? But is it? is it that simple um you know they like you said Dorf, they want to be able to say that they're not liable for anything anyone says i agree with that they shouldn't be liable for something if i they say something stupid yeah if say i it. say something stupid on facebook or twitter that's not facebook or twitter's fault that's my fault Their responsibility falls on me. I said that stupid thing. But if they're not liable, how can they be in control? And if they are in control, then perhaps they should be liable. To me, that that only makes sense. Are they going to be regulated? I don't know that they need to be regulated because I don't really like regulation in any way. I think instead of regulated, they should simply be held responsible. And if they don't want to be held responsible, I say, good, great, better that way. But then, well, if you're not going to be held responsible, then you better be a champion of the First Amendment. Well, there's another because, like you said, you you know we're we're keeping this. yeah, you know, I, I directly say First Amendment because, like you said, we're keeping this talking about the American system. So, um, you know, I'm gonna directly reference First Amendment and freedom of speech.
0: So there's another interesting um, litigation that's working its way through the courts now. Uh, I don't know. I think you're familiar with Patreon and what it is roughly and what it does. Are you, are you, but I'm going to explain it anyway for those who may not be. Yeah, no, no.
1: Yeah, no, please explain it.
0: Patreon is essentially a donation aggregator service that allows you to have a Patreon page and in exchange for a cut of your donate and, and you can post exclusive content, sell merchandise and collect you know, regular subscription donations on a monthly or individual pr- publication basis uh, in exchange for a, a cut of the revenue. Uh, Patreon does all that stuff for you and a, a little bit more and maybe leaving some, some stuff out. Sure. They are currently being sued and the lawsuit is being going forward because it's part of their terms of service. Any dispute with the terms of service had to go to arbitration in California. So... A select group of a fans or patrons of a content creator they banned for political wrongthink. Um, so the specific creator is comedian Owen Benjamin, who is like he makes Alex Jones look sane. <laughs> um, from from that perspective. Yeah, he's he's Alex Jones who has a problem with the uh, the tiny hat people. <laughs> um, the so anyway, Owen Benjamin, you know, there's a group of his creators that wanted to take Patreon to arbitration and are suing. You know, also uh, you know, a filed suit against the company for tortious interference because they argue that it's a service. You know, they're just the intermediary. Uh, in a business relationship between Owen Benjamin and themselves, you know, that they want to give him money in exchange for content. They're just an intermediary for that. And their banning of him from the platform is tortious interference in a business relationship. Well, because, Pat- long story short, because Patreon fucked up in their terms of service, uh, they said all tor- our arbitration claims need to be filed in California, which means because they're the. Um, defendant in the, or not this, I'm, I'm sure I'm not, that's not the correct legal term, but they're, they're defendant in the arbitration case, they have to front the cost and they only recover if they win they're potentially just to, to fight all Owen Benjamin's claims they're looking at $700,000 in, in upfront costs just to fight his patrons, that's before everybody else realizes that this is a problem and gets on the gravy train, they've since altered their terms of service but it, at the time it was filed, or the time that the tortious interference occurred, that was the contract that they were operating hey, under. Sure, if, if you signed up beforehand, you're golden. Yeah, and the, this lawsuit is going to be very interesting for multiple reasons, because you now have a tortious interference claim that that precedent could be set to be used in a kind of similar way where if, if a band's creator wants to go after YouTube or Facebook. Um I sold my content, I gained advertising revenue, I you know, this was where I published my content so I could get Patreon donations or PayPal donations or donations to my P.O. box and you've interfered caused a tortious interference with my ability to reach my customer, you know, my customer. You owe me money. You know, for that interference, so that you know potentially if this files, you know, Owen Benjamin he called he called this fan group the Bears. Uh, if the Bears proceed and win, uh, oh boy, you've got some nasty precedent for for folks that have been kicked off of, of social media that they could go after Facebook and Twitter and, and yada yada YouTube, etc. for tortious interference in a contractual business relationship and that would be pretty strong you know potentially strong precedent that all of a sudden oh boy being a platform just got even more expensive because guess what now you, anybody you ban guess you get ready to get sued because you a lot of in, sure. and you and you toss them for not illegal content it's, so it's it would be one thing if like oh user xyz123 on on youtube was banned for, because he was posting kitty porn or something sure um, you know, not, but he was, you know, they didn't turn it over to the authorities or whatever, and he's not in jail. Yeah, they wouldn't prevail on the merits of that because you were banned for using the platform for an illegal activity. Whereas, uh, you know, a lot of these folks have a pretty compelling legal claim to say they were banned because they were political wrong thinkers. Uh, and that, that would be potentially illegal. It's, it's illegal to discriminate against. People based on political affiliation in Washington, D.C. only within the United States. But if your video was viewed in D.C., or you could be sued by a resident of D.C., look out, baby.
1: Well, and, you know, Dorothy, this is in a country that legalizes that, you know, our very First Amendment is based on free speech. It's really difficult to say that somebody did something wrong simply by speaking. You know, I mean, how could... Did, did, in fact, if you want to read the letter of the law, of the First Amendment, the idea that one could have done something wrong by simply saying something, well, I mean, it's ludicrous. It, it's impossible. It can't be done.
0: Uh, well, that doesn't mean that there's not social... that, As you're seeing, you know, people get canceled left and right in today's... Of course. ...modern... Uh modern discourse. Um, you know, even the person with the most cancellation ammunition happens to be the Democrat nominee for president. And somehow he hasn't been canceled yet. I mean, just play his, his floor speech on the, on the floor of the Senate, you know, when they were trying to pass the crime bill of 94, or he's yeah. on camera saying, you know, and I believe it was 1973 saying that gay people were security risks and shouldn't be given security clearances because of their, their bedroom behavior. Yet, Somehow he's still the the nominee for the woke. He's party. still there,
1: yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> pathetic. No, but. it's it's ugly. But you know, Dorf, the the question to me that this raises is, of course, you know, are private companies allowed to do private things. Sure. Just because we have freedom of speech, does that mean that, um. What we say doesn't have consequences? No, of course not. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. But in a world where social media is taking over and where social media has become the format in which I need, I don't even we think speak... We need
0: to, I think we need to talk in even more broader terms here, Josh. I think my argument for them being regulated as a utility, specifically Google or Apple... Uh, between those two, the amount of control over personal communications. Yes, there's other way to do it. You can still send a letter in the United States Postal Service. But if you don't choose not to do business with Apple or Google, or they choose not to do business with you, your ability to do instant communication is essentially severed. No,
1: it's done. It's it's, it's, it's over.
0: It's effectively, you know, it's a... A duopoly, you know, the duopoly of those two companies. If they choose not to do business with you, uh, your ability to exist in the modern world, outside of working very, very narrow sectors of the economy, is over. That's the ball game, folks.
1: So the question I asked, or to me, the 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 number one question that people need to answer and they need to ask themselves is what's the point of free speech if we don't get to use it? If we are given free speech, but it can be taken away by all the corporations that matter, and it can be crushed, and your personal livelihood or the livelihood of your family can be destroyed because it doesn't agree with the woke culture, as you put it earlier, or doesn't agree with, I don't know, the the popular thing to say at that time, then do we really have free speech? I, if, if, you're, if free speech simply means... Well, this begs the question also, sidebar, this begs the question to say, when they gave us the Constitution, when they gave us the Bill of Rights... Of course, that is rights that, that protect us against the government. But are those rights perhaps supposed to protect us against something more than the government as well? This becomes what I like to refer to as the 1984 versus Brave New World idea. Do we care if our you know rights are taken away by the U.S. government or by Ford Motor Company? I'm not trying to rag on for it. That's just what's used in Brave New World. You know, I but does does it matter who takes away our rights if they're taken away?
0: Not really. So Yeah, it <laughs> really gone. doesn't,
1: does it? No, they're, they're exactly. They're gone. It's kind of like um, you know, does it matter if you were shot in the head by a police officer or by a criminal? Uh, it might matter to who's protesting afterwards, but it doesn't matter to you. You're dead. Um so the idea behind this is Okay, well, you people will say to me, they'll say, well, Josh, you still have freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want in your living room. Well, no shit. <laughs> Was there ever a time or a place in human history when that wasn't true? I think of the most oppressive regimes in the world. I promise you, there's some, somebody in North Korea right now sitting in their living room whispering to their wife, Talking about how Kim Jong-un sucks. There there was somebody in Nazi Germany sitting in their living room whispering to their wife and kids, saying, you know what? I don't think this Hitler guy's on the up and up. I think dude kinda sucks. I don't think the Jews are that bad. You know, I, I think I think this guy's gonna put us into world war. What, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Shh. Don't say it too loud. Gestapo might be listening. But I mean, that's never not been the case. Why would the founding fathers ever have felt the need to say we have freedom of speech if we weren't supposed to take that freedom of speech and use it, actually use it in a meaningful and legitimate way? And the only meaningful and legitimate way to use freedom of speech in the year 2020 is to do so on Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram, or Google, or YouTube, or however you're going to do it.
0: That's, that's people, the meaningful that's way to do it. Effectively gather and disseminate political information at this point, and if it's not right. you and I doing a podcast, which will go up on several of those platforms, to, you know, in the next week, uh, it's. Political parties and entities and packs and et cetera advertising to you on those platforms as well, uh, right? The... And,
1: and and yes, Stuart, you know what the thing is too is that it isn't just that that is the primary way, but you still can buy yourself a soapbox and put it up on the on a street corner and start preaching and talking and telling people your opinion, but. In 2020, if your opinion isn't the right opinion, you're going to be in trouble. You could be in trouble for that. Did you pull a permit to be standing on the street corner saying that? No, you didn't. Well, just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you can just speak whenever you want. Oh, it doesn't? (laughs) Sorry. I kind of thought that is what it meant. Well, no. Go on Facebook if you want to do that. Well, I can't go on Facebook because I was banned last week. You know, I mean, I, I can't go on Twitter because they booted me off. Yep. So so if if we
0: well, and, do have freedom of speech, where do we have it? And I want to specifically talk, kind of rub this back into the the utility argument. I want to, I want to flesh that out a little bit more. So the reason that we allow monopolies, specifically in ener- energy and public service. So, the reason that you only have one choice of electrical companies at your address, and that's okay and allowed in our system, is because it's a government regulated monopoly. In exchange for being the only game in town, the margins are fixed, their ability, you know, prices are fixed, and the government negotiates on the public's behalf in exchange for that. And, And arguably, the result of that. specifically in electricity and gas is a cheaper product for the consumer because
1: you have to they have to follow rules a b and c and next year we might add rules x y and z
0: correct and you know and if don't piss off your your primary customer that being the government because guess what then your monopoly goes bye-bye overnight um but in exchange for that there's a very strict set of rules and if like For example, there was some revenue losses in my neck of the woods because certain large energy consumers, such as factories, were shut down for Corona. The power companies have to go to the state government and say, hey, we've lost some money here. We'd like to pass that on to everybody to make up our losses. And they have to ask that. And guess what? The state government in Indiana told them to go fuck themselves. You know, thankfully, sure. no, you can't raise people's bill. Too bad, so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just gonna if have you to... wanted
1: to make money the old-fashioned way, you should have been in business the old-fashioned yeah, way. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you know, thankfully, the the local and regional government authorities have told them to you know stick it where the sun don't shine, uh, which makes me a happy camper. Um, the Google has essentially reached. And Apple to a lesser extent has reached that level of monopoly on communication and data and you can even lump Amazon in with this in, in commerce. They have collectively reached that level of effective monopoly that they need to be regulated as such. Because to cut someone off from Anything related to Amazon web services that would be cutting them off from unforeseen thousands of potential urgent needs. Cut somebody off, you're banned from using Google products. Guess what? Your Android phones, you could, you know, if they could enforce that ban upon you, you wouldn't be able to own a, a, a smartphone that wasn't an Apple, a crapple. If you... And and
1: think and think about this, Dorf, to, to add on to that. Mm-hmm. In a world where...
0: You can't live up without
1: and, them. Up, up until six or eight months ago, this would have been debatable as to whether or not this was possible. But in a world where the government is allowed to say... You can't work. You're not allowed to work and you can't go outside of your home to go buy stuff anymore. Well, Amazon all of a sudden just became... Essential. A, a very, a very, yeah, much more essential than we ever thought they were. Because you never know in our current world when the government is going to say, you're not allowed to go buy stuff the old-fashioned way. You're not allowed to it's leave your house for you. and go to Target. So you're going to need to go to Amazon. But if you said something stupid on Facebook um, a few months ago,
0: well, and that's an, that's and, another uh, thing. Getting back to, there's also, co- you know, collusion between, oh God, the the term trust and safety teams.
1: Ugh. Yeah, groan, um,
0: groan, um, projectile vomit open, after the groan. Open collusion between the Silicon Valley trust and safety teams. Um, in regards to who they're going to ban, because you noticed everybody tolerated specifically like Alex Jones, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden YouTube bans him. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I think I think they were first, if I remember correctly. Everybody banned him the same day. I know it's a very simple process to, you know, it's a couple clicks in the back end of a uh, to ban somebody. Sure. But the idea is somebody is high profile and it was being tolerated as, as an Alex Jones um, for as long as he had been tolerated for. The idea is that all of a sudden, within like six hours of each other, they all pull the trigger at the same time. No, that's that's collusion there. There's absolute that's open collusion. That's not even a right. tinfoil hat conspiracy. Like you don't do that with you know that doesn't happen in that rapid succession if they aren't talking to each other
1: and and the idea that that a person would
0: be banned who has that kind of following oh alex jones is, is incredibly scary profitable. and dangerous of it itself
1: alex you, jones can, is you can you can say
0: profitable for any platform he's
1: on. He has an audience you know what you can and and people say this all the time you can say alex jones is a nut you can say he's he a liar you can say any number of things but know what any negative thing you say about Alex Jones, guess what? There's a hundred thousand people that disagree with you.
0: Uh, probably They're... more than that. Right? Yeah, pro- probably more like a, a million, million actually. A couple million, probably.
1: But either way, either way, just let's just leave it at a hundred thousand. That's a lot of people. Lot of if there's a hundred thousand people out there that think no, 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 you shut up, that guy's telling the truth. I think that guy's right. Well, doesn't that count for something?
0: And and here's the thing: I, I would be totally okay with the it's a private company, it can do what it wants argument. If they hadn't, you know, the specific companies we're talking about here hadn't reached utility status, as I've discussed. If sure. this was two thousand seven Google, where it was cute, it was nice. The search, you know, the search function was the best mm-hmm. out there. Some okay, people use
1: that. Some people use Ask Jeeves. Ask some Jeeves, people use you know. You know, know there, before there was, Bing,
0: you know, the, you know whatever Sure. Netscape, default Netscape Navigator. I mean, several others. I think that you know, even us, you know, who are children of the internet and grew up with it, uh, are forgetting.
1: Sure. No, but, I mean, and at Google at that time, point,
0: Google was General
1: Motors at that point. You know, they they were they were the biggest car company, but there were still plenty of other car companies. Mm-hmm. But not anymore. Now anymore. they're just they're they're Google. It's what you use, or or you know, Crap. or you can use you can use something else other than Google. But if you use something else, Google's still following you, and you know, yeah, gu- gu- Google's still mapping everything you did.
0: Yeah, because uh, even the even profiles. Google's, compat- yeah, cause even Google's competitors, yeah, because even Google's competitors are run
1: through Google, right.
0: Or Amazon's, you know, the, through Amazon Web Services, the amount of data that they hold and process is just insanity, insanity. Right? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just ima- imagine your high school gym filled with um, with hard drives, and you know, it, it's thirty of those.
0: Yeah. just Yeah. It's a lot bigger than that, man.
1: Probably. Yeah. But we're, just we're, I'm we're just trying. Into, I'm just trying to say that to so people can kind of get a picture in their eyes. Imagine that, just filled with hard drives.
0: The yikes. Um. So, Josh, are we at least yes. in agreement that the status quo is a problem? Yes. Absolutely. Problem? All Absolutely. Right, we're going back to our first episode. Josh, you're king for today and you, and you, your primary goal is to fix this conundrum. What are you doing? Um listen. I say that um
1: you know, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, doesn't matter. Amazon. Listen, you are now large enough that if you do not actively protect the freedom of speech of those on your site and allow anyone access to your site, then you are in violation of those people's constitutional rights and you have to deal with the United States government. No, I mean, I I, I do think that that that's only fair. I, I do think that that it's come to the point where First Amendment rights can't just be violated by the government. They can be violated by others as well, and they need to be defended. First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights, these are all rights that are regularly um, that are regularly trampled by corporations, and in a world where corporations, and big corporations especially, and big government work hand-in-hand, hand, not acceptable, because what happens is, of course, the government hides behind the corporations, and the corporations hide behind the government, and let's be real, they're they're there. When Mark Zuckerberg is talking to Congress a couple times a year, well, guess what? He's not just a private citizen anymore, now. He's not just a business owner, now is he? He's a man with an agenda and he's talking to our rulers and he should be lumped into that exact same category.
0: Wow. I mean, I would argue, okay, so I'm, now my turn to be dictator for the day. Sure. Um, yeah, do it, kill it. I want to do it within the existing regulatory apparatus. Um, I know if you go back to our first episode, if I was king for a day, my first order of business was trust busting. <laughs> so assuming that uh, I didn't get to do that or wasn't successful, um, I would go after the, comp- the, the large tech firms and you have a choice. You are now a public utility and will be regulated as such, including that now the force of law, you know, public... Power companies aren't allowed to cut off white nationalists because they don't like the politics. You're not allowed to ban service or or not render service or not promote uh, undesired, political undesirables as well. Or we break you up. Your choice. You have five minutes. Go talk amongst yourself.
1: I like it, Dorf. I do. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm. I don't even e- need. I don't this.
0: even need Section 230. Um. I think that's a a nice attempt to have to, you know a, a redefining through court precedent section 230 immunity of the Communications Decency Act. I think that would be a. I think that's missing the forest for the trees. There's a bigger way to fix this more permanently because that would just cause a then all of a sudden YouTube will become corporate tube, and then there's you're back to having not, no political voice online. I mean, YouTube's already trying to go that way. The, the creators that got them to where they are, the, the PewDiePie's of the world, the, and everything like that, they, they're no longer good enough for them. They want the Jack Blacks mm-hmm. and Will Smiths and CNNs of the world to be successful because it's safe, sanitary, less risky content. That's what they want. So that'll just hasten that that come up in and, and what, arguably that will result in the rise of the the competition of the next youtube that did do it the old you know mm-hmm. that did it the old fashioned way after you know the way that Google operated it after it was uh purchased but you know the I, I i you know it's i'm i'm dead serious it would be the okay you have five minutes, not kidding. Sergey Brin, you know, in my White House meeting here. Uh, you have five yeah. minutes with, to go talk with, you know, get on the phone with your general counsel and your board of directors. Okay, I'll, I'll be generous. Fifteen. Sure. You're now a utility, and you will have a legal and ethical responsibility to enforce the Constitution. <laughs> or, i break you up today. Your choice. No, I mean, to I, me, yeah. you have th- some th- calls to make. Your free, feel free to step out.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, to me, the the choice is simple. They are either liable for every single thing that or is nothing. put on their webpage, or they have a responsibility to allow every kind of content.
0: That's not illegal. I'm not asking. I'm not asking Google or fi- the Facebook Marketplace to to allow people to buy heroin. I'm not asking YouTube to host, you know, kitty porn, or even, you know, porn to begin with, for that matter. I'm not asking.
1: No, Dorf, I'm going to take it a step further. I am. I am. And if they do something illegal, well, then uh, Facebook or Twitter or Google has
0: every right, and perhaps they even have a cultural responsibility to report it. hmm and, but at the same time, they don't they don't just have to, you know, their responsibility doesn't end it just saying, oh, by the way, FBI, here you go. And then it gets to stay. I, I, what I'm saying is they, they I, you know, you have a political speech is one of the most should be the most one of the most protected things in our country. And that's it's not effectively. And quite frankly, if you don't want to, like Facebook was tossed around the idea of we're just not going to take money for political ads. We're going to host none of them. They talked about it Mm -hmm. and they haven't done that. And I think that would be a terrible business move from their perspective to turn down that kind of money because there's a lot of fucking money in that, especially in a presidential
1: cycle. And I always like to bring up the idea of the slippery slope. No one ever wants to hear it. That's that's an intellectual
0: fallacy, Josh.
1: Well but it's not. And the example I will give for the slippery slope is when Alex Jones was canceled and taken off and okay, he's I depersoned banned. don't
0: even use the word term canceled depersoned
1: yeah, no I and mean he absolutely he was taken off within seventy two hours of him being depersoned, as you put it. There were talks of them doing the same to Dennis Prager. Now if people Prager out there is
0: is a a secular Jew. Who no, he's really actually likes... a very religious Jew. He's a very religious, but... yeah, he's a very religious Jew. You're actually right. Yeah. Good correction there. A very religious Jew that seems to have a boner for Christianity. But is, and, like, my 90s conservatism in right, a right. human flesh box. He's,
1: he's a very, he's an extremely calm man who has a radio show. He's very conservative, website, yes. And, yeah, and, and
0: other, you know, he's, he's got multiple avenues. But this philosophy. this
1: is a person that, you know, I mean, his, his radio show consists of topics such as the male-female hour. The Ultimate Issues Hour, where they talk about God or religion or spirituality. Um, the uh, call-in-talk-about-whatever-you-want Hour. They talk about fountain pens and um, classical music because he is a classical conductor on the side for fun. Because that's what people do for fun, right, is they conduct classical, <laughs> classical music. But he is a boomer, this is though, a so guy i mean it's not that out of the realm of oh that's fine and that's fine but this is a this he's, is, a, he's, very, in, he's a, this is a very intelligent man no this is this is a very intelligent man who has a very calm talk show and yes he is conservative and and that that's instantly where they went dorf instantly you know
0: I mean they I forgot about from, that but now that you're bringing that up you I know do I mean
1: that. I mean Alex Jones was gone okay everybody knows Alex Jones is a nut right yeah okay Alex Jones is a nut so all right well they canceled Alex Jones they depersoned Alex Jones um, but literally within 72 hours within a week they're talking about Dennis Prater they're talking about Michael Medved they're talking about very basic people here. People who just hold very normal conservative views, Mm -hmm. Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, Bill Bennett, these are not Alex Jones-type people. Bill Bennett's
0: like your your friendly grandpa.
1: Yeah, and he – I mean he was once the secretary of education for this nation. (laughs) This is – I mean it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And so yes – you can call it a fallacy all you want, but this is the slippery slope that tinfoil hat weirdos like me are always talking about. You know, it wasn't because,
0: even a It happened.
1: Right, right. It happened, and it didn't happen as in like, oh, well, the slippery slope, you do this now and five years from now, you do this now and ten years from now, you wait and happen. No, they did it, and then it was like, oh, who next? Oh, that worked. Cool. Oh shit, did you see that? Oh, we just we just depersoned Alex Jones. It worked a treat. So awesome, who are we doing next? Um what do you think? You know, I mean are we are we bold enough to you know I mean god forbid you would never then you know and, and to show their bias, they would never then move to Okay, well we cancelled Alex Jones, so next we should cancel Howard Stern. Or, I'm a Howard Stern fan, by the way. I, I, I like Howard Stern. But they would never move to Howard Stern to say that, okay, well, he's outrageous. He's like,
0: problematic. Like
1: right. He's, yeah, he says outrageous things, much like Alex Jones did. No, they would say, no, let's go to Dennis Prager because he's right-wing. Like Alex Jones, so it it displays. God, if you actually spend any time listening
0: to Alex Jones, like he was initially on the Trump train. Alex Jones is anything but right wing. Right, he's neither wing. He hates every. You know, he's he's a equal opportunity tinfoil hat wearer.
1: Dorf, you know what scares me about the canceling Alex Jones, and I'm not an Alex Jones fan. In fact we could do an entire podcast on Alex Jones and I you would find out that I think he is actually a complete shill but that is not what we're discussing right now the the biggest problem i have with the way alex jones was canceled and depersoned i like the, the deperson thing that you brought up and i'm going to use it the biggest problem i have with this is that alex jones has been a fringe lunatic like myself
0: for a in public for multiple
1: decades Alex Jones was the guy, and by the way, this is back when I, you know, kind of had some respect for him. Alex Jones was the guy that exposed the Bohemian Grove Club with the elites doing really weird, crazy stuff out in the woods, running around naked. Alex Jones was one of the first guys on board with the nine eleven. Yeah, 9-11 was an inside job. That was Alex Jones. But... The left wing and the media in the mainstream media, they didn't have a big problem with Alex Jones or feel that Alex Jones needed to be canceled until Alex Jones outed himself as what? Trump supporter. As a Trump supporter. Which, as As the honestly, guy that he... is actually genuinely the president of the United States. Donald Trump, like him, love him, hate him, is legitimately – commander-in-chief of the country we live in, and they didn't have a problem with him until he became a Trump supporter. He actually stopped being a tinfoil hat guy. Not completely, but he stopped that. He actually picked a side of the duopoly, if you will,
0: as us libertarians like oh, to call it. but at the same time, he you, could, a you side could argue... And he he, he's, not, he, he's, not a, he's not a Republican partisan. He was one of the biggest critics no. of George W. Bush. Right. No, he says 9-11's an inside job.
1: I mean, this, this dude is a legitimate, like, the Bush family and the Clintons are Illuminati nut jobs, But he... He said all of that for decades, and no one had a problem with it until he all of a sudden supported the dude who would inevitably become president of the United States—the guy who outright won the electoral college.
0: The our method that's for electing to, president. Know, that's how you. That's how you get there. You know, cry me a river about the the. You know the, but. But the popular vote. Well, it's been the rules of the game ever since there was a game here in this country. That uh, you know, the electoral college is the way we do business. If you don't like it, a, there's a process to change that. B, you lost the game, quit your bitching.
1: Right, and and it would be, it, it would be the same bitch the other way if we went with the popular vote and say, but
0: that dude like won. Residents of were, were, 32 states voting yeah, for exactly. the other guy and he lost. The, Right, he won
1: 32-18. to 18. We're the United States of America. What the hell? Well, I, that's why we come up with the imperfect but very good
0: um, plan of the Electoral College. Yeah, because quite frankly, I mean, I know this is this is not the, the subject of it. No, mean, this is not the topic. The, electoral, the brilliance of the Electoral College and, you know, the, uh, the 1619 Project folks will dismiss this as but you de- defending my institution of slavery, uh, bullshit. I mean, they wrote about this at the time, and that's not true at all. You, you fucking hacks.
1: Yeah, um, it's so far from the truth. So far from the, the truth. The
0: the idea was they foresaw uh, the the battle between urban and rural. If you didn't have to, if if you all you had to do is in the electoral college, you'd campaign in maybe five places. If you're doing mm-hmm. popular vote only. The needs and wants of five constitu five local constituencies would be served at the federal level. Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, New York, Houston, you know, the you know, the state of Chicago. Chicago, Yeah. And probably mm, I mean, you wouldn't even get like the constituent like Seattle doesn't even qualify for this.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, maybe you do a stopover in Seattle or Detroit or if Florida you.
0: Florida. I mean, Detroit's yeah. the 11th biggest. I mean, if we're doing it by media markets, which is a, a, a decent measurement of metropolitan areas. I mean, and the, the, the Dallas, I mean, Detroit's like 12th. Right,
1: right. I mean, you, you say somebody like a Detroit or
0: but a. At the um... same time, you see people campaign in Wisconsin, Michigan.
1: Right. ohio
0: I'm, they would have you, you, zero federal power without that california right. and new york and texas would run everything
1: right no absolutely absolutely and i mean people in uh people in montana think their vote doesn't count now it really we take care of the electoral college it's worthless We'd really take your um Take, take your uh, your absentee ballot and seriously well, use it mean, for same retainer, time, like, like wipe your butt. It's your vote in it, California really doesn't run.
0: matter either. It's so blue, so deep blue that your vote in California really doesn't matter either.
1: Well, that that's true. I mean, if anything, perhaps that's a criticism of the Electoral College, but not really because um no, I'd say, I mean, people, a lot of times people don't realize that, that there, there are more Republicans in California than there are Republicans right, in, Texas. In, well, there are not in Texas, but in uh, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, there there are more Republicans. You no, know, there's if, more if, Republicans. If, the,
0: if the number of Republicans or those who lean conservative actually showed up and voted at like a 60% clip in California, California would be red.
1: Well, I'm just saying that 40% or, say, 35% of California's population is more than most of the states in the Union. True. So, therefore— 60
0: million documented folk?
1: Right. So, there's 60 million people in California. Uh,
0: Probably closer Uh, to 70, but—
1: Okay. So, that means 25 million of them, low estimate, are Republicans. Because although they lean heavily left,
0: that's more Republicans than there are in uh, Texas, dude.
1: Right. Well, they're okay. I mean, yeah, perhaps, but Texas I mean, definitely is only more down, like, than thirty more.
0: million people. So. <laughs>
1: okay, and they're the second biggest state. Yep. Yeah. So. So I mean, this is <laughs> so anyway. But we could do, and maybe we will in the future, do a, an entire show on the electoral college. I would love to actually.
0: We should well, voting a, systems would be a good show. Um, yeah. Anyway. Throw
1: Throw back to the old Empire Media days where we we, we did that show and that you know we. Well, we I did this to show too. It.
0: We did this show too. I mean, this is just an update here too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, because I since mean, was honestly, listening... the the uh that that current case that's going through the the courts, like there was just a. It, you know, Patreon filed for a an immediate injunction, and that was just rejected last week. I mean, it's fresh. Um, it'll be very interesting to to see how that case progresses. I mean, Owen Benjamin's uh, a loon. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, some of the stuff before he kind of, I would say, went off the deep end was entertaining to me. Um, but then. You know everything was a Jewish conspiracy, and that's when I unsubscribed. Um, the... You
1: know what, man? He is he is a loon. He is he probably is a loon. But you know what? Turn on social media at any well, point. Oh yeah, you I mean, you'll see, you see loons. You will see loons on the left that Ugh. they don't even they're they are not even in any trouble. Of 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 being canceled, at all. No, you're right. It's. it's... I mean, there. I, I see them every single day. There are there are absolute leftist loons out there who get away with whatever they want to. And by the way, I support that they should be able to get away with it. But the the conservatives get they get banned. They get banned. They get shadow banned. They get booted. Oh yeah, and that's Facebook jail.
0: They get Twitter
1: jail. They they get whatever.
0: The Twitter hack this this past week, where you had a bunch of prominent people, including Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Elon Musk, have their accounts being taken over from the inside to post a Bitcoin scam. Uh, The screenshots posted from that, Jack Dorsey perjured himself in Congress when he when he his congressional testimony. I think it was last year. Um, If they choose to, Jack Dorsey could be going to prison. The Twitter doesn't shadow ban people. Well, we knew they did. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. like tools available to prove that shadow banning has existed for a while. But then there was the fact that like you saw the back end. There was a way to manually blacklist somebody. And oh, huh. Guess who lied to Congress. Guess whose lawyers are panicking and calling, the, you know, the different congressmen on that committee, begging them not to t- press perjury charges? Sure. Jack Dorsey's. Quite you know, frankly, Dorf, it's an election yeah. year. No, it would be a really great scalp for the right to have. Jack Dorsey be going on trial for perjury. Sure. That would be a you hell know, of a D- scalp.
1: Dorf, I know you're not a Facebook guy anymore because you're smart, but every day on Facebook you will see – some post, if it isn't pulled all it'll be flagged, and they will say that this is questionable or this is, um, you know, this has been proven to not be true. Snopes said this wasn't true.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Snopes, don't even get me started about those guys. They right, had a, right, but, they had but a but fact is... check this week where, you know, is it true that uh, a member of uh, the BLM, you know, Backlives Matter incorporated as i have called them previously Mm -hmm. uh is an ex you know someone who served time for domestic terrorism in prison well it's partially true because yeah they did but like what is what is domestic terrorism so it's a right right no i mean this is the the lady went to jail for blowing up cops with explosives that's pretty cut and dry
1: Every day, Dorf. every day, there's something flagged for that. yet, and again, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I saw the trump, the fake Trump tweet about him supporting the Confederate flag, which is a fake account. Everyone knows that, you know, if it's not at real Donald Trump, that it's not, you know, his real account. But I saw no less than two dozen posts sharing. Donald Trump's tweet supporting the Confederate flag that was not true did I see it flagged one time well, by mean, Facebook it's, it's, the,
0: it's the classic the truth has you know the the lies halfway around the world before the truth even has its boots on um, sure shit's fair game though but and that, his, one, that one was we so we dramatically obvious. change our libel slander and other you know such you know, laws related laws where you could potentially face severe civil complications for lying in such a manner uh, which sure. I am not going to argue for because that is a slippery slope from hell um, I think our our slander and libel laws for private citizens are that's too high of a bar to, to clear um, and I'm very comfortable with the, the public figure slash politician bar being where it is uh, it's incredibly, sure. incredibly difficult to sue somebody for knowing for for libel or slander. I mean, you you see it all the time. Like Rachel Maddow has has recently defeated a lawsuit. I forget from who. Um, another, it was a right wing pundit of some sort, you know that. Oh, uh, um, uh, OAN, One American News, um, lost in court trying to sue her for saying that they were a Russian propaganda outlet even though it's factually inaccurate and Rachel Maddow, but she's just a commentator and she had sure. you know reason to believe that that might be accurate. So she's covered. Unless of course mm-hmm. you change that where, you know, it's verifiably false. I mean, they, they had a contributor. So a contributor, is someone is a freelancer. They occasionally post articles from that had previously sold work to Russia to or RT Russia today. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make them a Russian propaganda outlet. But
1: no, it does not. Oh, lost a in court.
0: Yeah, OAN lost in court. Makes him somebody who doesn't have a, a full time job in journalism. Sure. Which there's plenty of people that make plenty of money and plenty of good living doing the the contributor thing. Um. But uh, anyway, if you're unless of course you're willing to drop that standard for you and me, while maintaining it, but then you have an equal protection issue. Which, quite frankly, if that's the case, I'm okay with leaving the bar exceptionally high. It sucks, but it's a, the, the most right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I I I think you gotta err kind of more for the status quo than where we're going here. So, in summary, here let's let's get this thing wrapped up here. The sure. The status quo when social media cannot continue and here's another thing we didn't even just actually you know what, we've got another brief sidebar here before we wrap it up election interference you're gonna hear the left prattle on about my elections they you know my Russia interference 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 well I hate to break it to you the biggest minority shareholder in Facebook is the Saudis they sure. effectively have editorial control or editorial oversight on Facebook. They're also large investors in pretty much everything. Uh by having them have electoral editorial control uh over political content. Is that uh, election interference? I mean I, I don't is think anything is in kind contribution to if if I'm Oh, shit. I forget the guy's name, but we've talked about him before in, in Empire Media podcasts. Uh, Paul Singer
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, is the he's right-wing George Soros. Sure. Uh, with not quite as deep a pockets. Paul Singer is a significant shareholder in Twitter. He's talked about using that shareholder weight to throw on to, to essentially oust Jack Dorsey and put his head on a pike. Um, Hasn't happened yet. But if Paul Singer uses his editorial control to influence political speech, is that a illegal contribution to one side? Uh huh. It should be. Yeah. The. The Saudis do the same thing. Who knows what uh, China's got a hold of? I mean, Russia's broke, so they, they largely don't invest in anything outside of energy and foreign markets. Insignificant in enough forces to really do anything. Um, but it doesn't mean that, that potential isn't there for specific ol- oligarchs. Um, by, by the way, is it is worth is, mentioning... Is, is that, that lack of control? Is that a in-kind... Election inter potential election interference because we don't regulate that. I mean, we regulate how much mean, you and I can donate to a specific campaign no. or a PAC and and everything like that. But the Saudis, you know, the Saudi Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund is a huge investor in American tech companies.
1: Since when is it election interference to spend money, time, or energy convincing someone to vote a certain way? Since when is one is election interference. when you're a
0: foreigner. Is it though? Why? Uh, legally, it should be. Why? Because you don't live here, you don't vote here. It's none of your damn business.
1: Well, the the U.S. does it all the time.
0: I doesn't make so, it right. But we it do. doesn't make it, it. It doesn't make it do, morally.
1: But... It doesn't make it morally right. But I mean, did you vote the way you voted last time? Because well, a man. Russian or a Saudi told you to?
0: No, because I, you know, as you, as we, because you're so smart. Far, right? I left I left the top of the ticket blank.
1: Right, but and because you view yourself as smart, and I view you as smart, but we're supposed to view all the voters as smart. <laughs> so, well, hey. they, you know what they're, Dorf. They're not now, and they never have been but that doesn't mean their vote doesn't count and that Very their vote true. isn't it worth is as not, much as yours it is not this illegal a to be show ab- <sighs> No this is this is not a show about the intelligence of democracy but no i mean seriously since when are you not allowed to try to convince someone to vote some way you've always been allowed to do that
0: so i mean what is campaigning
1: that that exactly that that's all it is so when I hear voter interference, you better be talking about, about
0: hacking and switching <laughs> vote totals,
1: right? Right, or or voting with a dead person, or you know, yeah, you know, yeah, voting multiple uh, votes, y- voting
0: a- for a- adding or you. subtracting,
1: yeah, adding or subtracting votes, voting more than once, wh- whatever. But th- that's voter interference. That's voter fraud. But. I don't, you know what? If, if Russia wants a certain candidate to win, and they want to influence something and say, "Hey, we think you should vote for them," then it, the onus falls upon us. It's we the people. We the voters. It. Right. That's it. That's all there is to it.
0: Don't be Holy, a dope. Uh, Do yeah, your own research. Don't be a moron. Realize, you know, motivations and and financial sources and and everything for what you read.
1: And you know what, Dorf? I would think that dumb voters were a serious problem. If I th- if I legitimately thought that one side of the political duopoly had the uh, had Word. the monopoly on stupid voters, but guess what? There's plenty of there's plenty of dumb voters morons. around. Yeah, there's plenty of dumb voters voting for the D and plenty voting for the R. They they both have their fair share, and they both couldn't be in the magnific- magnificent, magnificent spot they're in without those morons. So, kudos to you. I mean, there's a reason why we have uh, rock the vote um, rallies at all the community colleges and um w w e events, uh, because we 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 want the dummies voting, right? I mean, that, that's what that's what the Republicans and the Democrats want. They can't win with just the intellectuals. They can't win with just the people that do their research. We need the dummies voting. We've always needed the dummies to vote. So, I mean, back into the idea of you should have a vested interest in it. well, we made that uh, we made that illegal a long time ago. They tried to do that when they said crazy stuff like you can only vote if you're a landowner. We we look at that now and think. I mean, oh L, my God. You, you could
0: argue that you know the the modern version of that because at that time, like there was no income tax. hmm you, you you only should you know if you want to extrapolate that, should you only have a vote if you're a net taxpayer?
1: A lot of people would say yes to that now. And in essence, that's all they were saying back then.
0: Yeah, got to have skin in the game. <laughs> right, you, you, right. You're that, voting on a... how to spend your own money, not somebody else's. Right,
1: which is, which is why I vote no on just about every pro- proposal because I'm a person that votes morally. And I think it's morally wrong to vote with someone else's wealth. So even if I – that's just my personal opinion – but even if I think that something isn't a terrible idea, well who am I? Say well I'm willing to give my money to that program to help seniors get
0: Meals on Wheels. Bingo.
1: Yeah, whatever, you know. I, I, I I'd be willing to donate to that, but but you're not voting to donate your own money because you can always vote to donate your own
0: money. You write the check. You can always do that. Exactly. You write the check or you do the unpaid labor. Yep. Right. You can always vote with your own wealth, but when
1: you vote for that, you're voting with someone else's wealth. You're saying that I think everyone's money should go to this, or I think person, X, Everybody's Y, Everybody's money Z. at
0: gunpoint should go to this.
1: Right. Absolutely. That that's what you're voting for when you we do don't that. don't throw debtors and in that prison. Person, but we throw
0: people who don't pay their taxes in prison,
1: right? Unless Christian. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not him. But, but you know, when when you vote for that, your vote, your you're voting with the wealth of someone who maybe just simply has a legitimate disagreement with that organization. Maybe. They just got mouths to feed, man. <laughs> you know, maybe they weren't as good as with good as with their money as you were. Maybe they need that cash.
0: They got they, they got kids. They got this. They got that. You know. Or they they, they want to spend it on water in Africa, clean drinking right, water in Africa. Right, right.
1: That's bottom line, bottom line, it's their goddamn money, not yours. So why are you voting with it?
0: Alright that, that's,
1: that, that's 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 my thing, but that's I digress, so
0: I apologize. Let's leave it at that. Alright, let's gonna wrap it up here. The tenth episode. Episode ten, why well, we made it to ten. Double digits. Yeah, that many. If you're watching our video, Josh has uh throwing up a uh, arguably also a Michigan flag, state of Michigan. You know, his hands. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> trying to do that, but I could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Upper peninsula. Yeah. UP for the win. <laughs> Episode 10 here of the Empire XL podcast. Join us each and every Tuesday at 7 a.m. for your latest episode uh, and the increasing number of platforms each time we post. So, for Josh up North, we'll see you all next time.